Hello, you beautiful brains. And welcome back to another episode of Move Subtly. We're just out here MacGyvering. Uh, I think we're going to switch up our regularly scheduled programming. I'm going to be switching to Sundays. But anyways, today's conversation is with Alex Oshie, co-founder of Love in Motion Films. Down in Atlanta, he captures your love story with memorable and picturesque wedding cinematography and photography. Might be a reach, (laughs) but to me, he's helping keep the hope of love alive and preserving those happily ever afters. We'll be chatting about positioning your brand based on your target audience. That said, let's get to the show. It's like a, um, it's hard to explain. It's, It's almost like there's a stylistic way of shooting um, video mm-hmm. where you're really thinking about the composition. So the composition is like how you set up your shots, the lighting, um, you know, whether you're going to be using slow motion mm-hmm. or um, just the, you know, the depth of field as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a lot of small things that like really add to the video or to the finished product. And then videography was more like, it's more flat. It doesn't mm-hmm. really invoke a lot of emotion to it. Got, so, okay. so there's a difference. There's like a storytelling aspect to wedding cinematography. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, that was kind of, uh, you know, it was a cool experiment. I wouldn't even call it an experiment. I mean, I, I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, we just wanted to try something, um, try something fresh. And, you know, we thought we had a great product. And, um, you know, we've been doing it ever since. So um, that's kind of the main thing I'm doing right now is um, uh, wedding photography and wedding uh, cinematography. That's the current business I have right now. Uh, So that's Love Emotion Weddings. So that's, and it's been a blessing. I mean, I had, you know, to go from CIS to (laughs) doing wedding cinematography, you know, a lot of people probably would question, like, how did, how did those two even relate? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it worked out. Um, like I meant, like we were talking about earlier, is like, um, you know, when you graduate from a business school, you approach things very differently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, there was a lot of things that like really helped, um, you know, establish the business. Um, like I even, you know, I had to set up like two servers for the business this past mm-hmm. year. You know, just because of the amount of data that you're <laughs> that you're capturing, you know, I think we shot almost 14 terabytes oh, worth gosh. of data last year. <laughs> you know, so it's a lot, and then you have to manage it, make sure that you know it's backed up. Um, you know, because it's very important. You know, you don't want to lose <laughs> you don't want to lose that data. You know, wedding wedding days worth of work, um, because you know it's something you're not going to be forgiven for. Mm-hmm. and so things like that um you know cool. crm so um customer relationship management um that's been key as well um just making sure that you're able to manage your clients uh, manage the leads that you're getting for the business um even financing <laughs> like i remember uh accounting and finance those are like the two hardest courses in the business school yeah and, like you know, one thing I found out is like the hardest classes teach you the most, mm. usually, mm. and um, it's helped. You know, the accounting and the finance class like has really um, 
you know, help me understand money, how to, how to, um, you know, correctly manage it, you know, to the best, to my best ability. Definitely still great to have a CPA, but, um, you know, just to give you some type of foundation when you're, you know, doing your books. Uh, But yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, You know, right now I've just been trying to do, um, you know, some tax work, just preparing for the year, managing the leads for the year Mm -hmm. um, and just booking, you know, for wedding season. So, uh, so wedding season technically started last month on Valentine's Day. Gotcha. But it like officially, you know, starts, um, you know, towards the end of this month. So that's the first like wave of weddings mm-hmm. that will come. So and how long does it last till? Man, <laughs> it lasts as long as you want it to last. <laughs> <laughs> that's good you know, you, you you eventually have to start turning things down. But yeah, from from March all the way until September. I mean, not even September until towards October. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's maybe one or two weddings in November, but yeah, it it gets there. So you have to um, you have to plant seeds ahead. Mm-hmm. So you know you'll have a a yield or um, a harvest, you know, later on in the year. So gotcha. No, and I guess that kind of actually kind of follows then with it. Who's who would you say is like your target audience then? Yeah. So target audience is mainly. Um, and that's another thing about the business school, <laughs> like, you know, every, like everything you have, you look at it with analytics in mind. So, you know, on our lead forms, like I ask, you know, how old are you? Um, you know, where's your wedding? Um, you know, the service that you want. So if you want photography and video, or if you want just a single service, mm-hmm. but usually, um, our brides, especially since we were based in that Atlanta area. Um, most of them are African American, mm-hmm. um, but we serve everyone. We serve all communities, but just due to the de- demographics of where we are, um, yeah. most of our clients are African American women, um, usually 25, 25 through thirty five. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of been our target demographic. Um, usually, usually they're on their professional degree. That's mm-hmm. what that's a trend that we see. Um, so when they're establishing themselves in their career or they've already been established. So um, that's kind of been our target demographic. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I guess uh, my next question will kind of be like, uh, how would you, how do you differentiate yourself between like, cause I'm pretty sure they have like other people that they go around to where it's like, Oh, I see there's like photographers who maybe not be as much of a specialist in what in photography, but I like the photography mm-hmm. and things of that matter. Yeah, so one of the things that really separated us was our wedding videos, mm-hmm. so or the cinematography. It, it's kind of synonymous, but the cinematography kind of mm-hmm. brands it as higher quality, mm-hmm. you know, with the stylistic approach, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But the video really does separate, um, to me, separates us from many other groups because most studios or most um, companies they usually just offer one service. Mm-hmm. So so what makes us unique is that we can offer both. Yeah. Um, and um, for wedding cinematography, it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more difficult to do 
So the market is less. So there's less wedding videographers or cinematographers compared to uh, wedding food. Okay. Because it takes a little bit, it takes more skill to produce the video. It's just more work that goes into it. Um, for example, you need to worry about sound, you need to worry about your lighting. Um, you know, the, to me, the margin of error for video is much smaller. Mm. So uh-huh. um, it takes a lot more resources to me to do video compared to photography. Not saying that one is greater than the other, but, you know, just to deliver something great um, for video, mm-hmm. it does take more resources. Because um, sometimes, you know, you see those videos where it's shaky and everything, um, where it's not clear, the audio is not good. Um, and that's another thing about video is like uh, a great, vi- you could destroy a video with bad audio. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different variables that go into, you know, producing the video. So there's less players in the market um, for video or wedding cinematography. So oh, that's um, definitely so what, a huge benefit for y'all there. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we got started early. So, and it's been a lot of trial and error. I mean, we've, we've been at it for a few years. I mean, we, um, you know, it's not an overnight success. You mm-hmm. know, we've been at it for a while. So. Mm-mm, no, that definitely makes sense. If yeah. anything, I feel like people need to start to learn. It's kind of just like trusting that process or just like yeah. staying in the game a little bit more instead of just trying yeah. to think like, oh, yeah, like you said, it's going to happen overnight. But this yeah. is going to happen in like the next like three months just because. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a Warren Buffett quote that I've been thinking about, um, you know, these last few last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes... Uh, you know, someone is sitting in the shade because someone planted trees a long time ago. Mm. So, someone is sitting in the shade. Yeah. Because so, someone planted a tree a long time ago. Gotcha. So, it's kind of like this thing you, you're investing in the future. So, you know, things don't mm. happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to put in the work and, you know, really think about how you want to approach things, you know, strategize about I think to me your strategy is very important mm-hmm. you know things don't just you know pop up <laughs> out of nowhere most times so Mm-mm. no I can definitely I definitely agree with that yeah. uh, how do you think uh or I guess a better question would be uh how did you come to decide to focus on weddings uh specifically yeah it just kind of happened mainly because we actually had a friend from um, high school. Mm-hmm. They got married very young. So this was maybe 2013. Mm. So they were maybe 20 years old, maybe 21. Okay. And they asked us to do their wedding uh, photos. And uh, that's kind of how things got started. And then, you know, a partner of mine who I went to high school with, um, he had another referral. And we just started to realize, like, yeah, this could really be something. Mm. And, um, you know, we started moving in that direction, started to put more effort into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ironic because, you know, we, we started a video production company as well, like a commercial video production company. Yeah, I think and, I remember um, seeing your, y'all have like a separate IG and y'all did like a short film or something like that. Yeah, we did a, a, a small project, mm-hmm. um, not a small project, but like a, um, a branding video for... Um, 
for coronavirus. Um, the company is called Founders of Color, which mm-hmm. um, which um, advocates for um, minority entrepreneurship. Gotcha. So that was a great project we did. I think that was two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we really thought that that would be, you know, the business between the commercial video side and the wedding um, business would be 50-50. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it became like 80-20 or 90-10, mm-hmm. you know, just because I guess we were really, you know, we really um, narrowed down on our target audience and we yeah. started to really advertise towards them. And, um, you know, it just made everything a little bit easier because, you know, when you're doing the weddings, um, you know, you have a set date for the project, you know, everything's already booked in advance um, compared to on the commercial side where things might be a little bit more abrupt, where people might, you know, call you, they might need something very quickly. But in the wedding side, it's, you know, everyone has their own wedding date. Mm-hmm. You strategize for that one day and then you deliver it, you know, within a time frame. So I felt like that process or those systems just made it so much easier to, you know, build, build this business. So, um, and we still do commercial video. It's just, you know, the wedding side, you know, the systems were in place and things kind of took, um, the ball got rolling very quickly on the wedding side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've just been going ever since. So. I bet. bet, bet. Congratulations on that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's been a <laughs> it's been a long um uh long road, but you know, we worked for it. So um yeah, like we grew almost four X. Four X in one year. So it, it took a lot. I mean, there's some nights where you're just exhausted. Yeah. And you're doing back to back weddings. Um well it was fun. Like there's nothing I I wouldn't take anything back. Um, so that's kind of why the weddings is kind of our primary business is just because how quickly it grew. Uh-huh. So, no, that's definitely inspiring to hear. Yeah, anything. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? I, I guess the question is, well, how do you think uh, positioning your brand specifically for uh, professional black women? Uh, how do you think uh, positioning your brand around them? How do you think that's transformed your business? I guess. Yeah, so what's so interesting is I think um, people like to see themselves in, in like, marketing. Mm-hmm. So one thing, you know, we started doing was Facebook ads. Um, and I started to just learn, like, wherever I could find resources, mm-hmm. you know, how to do a pro- uh, an appropriate Facebook ad. And I used to just test, you know, test different areas. Uh, Facebook has a very, I mean, it's almost scary how much they know about us. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I would just test, like, different age groups, you know, what their interests were, um, you know, education level. I mean, it was very detailed. And, you know, once, um, you know, once I found a group that worked or um, demographics that worked, I just continued to do it and just mm-hmm. tweak it every once in a while. But, um, yeah, I think what what people really like is just seeing themselves and content seeing people who look like them sometimes um you know um there's a, especially in the wedding industry uh 
it's almost like maybe African-American women or men just don't see themselves in, you know, most marketing materials, you know, in the country yeah. uh, or wedding content. So, um, for example, there's, you know, magazines just for um, African-American couples or people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe most of those were started because they just didn't see um, African-American people of color in those publications. Yeah. So um, I think it makes a difference when you include, um, you know, people of color or, you know, diversify your image um, just because people love to see themselves in marketing material. Mm-hmm. If they don't, it's almost like, it's almost like they don't exist in a way, you know? <laughs> seriously, yeah. Well, it's just like... Seriously. Yeah, to me, I mean, that's that's way... It's almost like, you know, if you look at a certain brand and they don't have people who look like you, it's almost like, what's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. um, so um, I think that's something we pride ourselves with is, you know, just making sure that our content, you know, uh, includes our, our target demographic and... Um, you know, has diversity. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the main thing, just making sure that people see themselves in the content that you do. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely feel like that's true because it's just like that's how, like, people can get more comfortable with it where it's yeah. just, okay, this is, like, a product or a service that's tailored, t- tailored towards me. It's yeah. kind of just, like, even with the whole entire <laughs> – like, we get – it, it could go to a whole other conversation, but the whole yeah. situation with Gucci, Burberry, yeah. these other brands who are kind of just like using us just to get like some shock value marketing out of it. And it's kind of just like, that's not a way. To, obviously, you're not pitching towards us, but also it's kind of just like you're kind of sh- uh, shooting yourself in the foot possible as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. We could go very, <laughs> very, very detailed into those. But yeah, I think it's true. Like, you know, um, you know, the whole controversy that we saw with Gucci was kind of like, well, how many, like, these clothing, like, the clothing at these luxury brands, like, there has to be some type of, like, standard of operation of, you know, each product being reviewed. So it's kind of like, you know, how many people saw this product before it was approved mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't say anything about it? Yeah. You know, so it kind of shows, well, who's really working at, you know, these companies, you know, and do they see, are they aware of, you know, certain uh, images that may, um, that may, um, uh, what's the word, that may offend, you know, certain demographics, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's a large conversation. Yeah, (laughs) conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, no, I guess, uh, I guess my next question will kind of be around how are you building like that brand equity with these, uh, these professional black women? Uh, how are you like finding ways to where it's just like, Hey, like we are really trying to let you know that we are trusted. Uh, we are your trusted people to co- uh, come to for cinematography, uh, wedding cinematography and uh, photography. photography. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Photography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, you know, the main thing is just making sure we deliver a great product um, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, a lot of times, you know, at first we said do like in-person meetings mm-hmm. with our clients. 
And, you know, you'd be surprised. Like, people never see me. And mm. they still book with us. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's trust, you know. Yeah. Never meet with me and still pay a deposit. And, um, it, you know, it's amazing sometimes. When I'm looking like, wow, this is really... This is really great. Even though we do get referrals a lot, you know, that's something I would have to say. Um, but yeah, you know, the wedding planners that we work with, you know, they've been a great resource as well. And I believe that they, they help us as well, you know, mm-hmm. with our brand equity because during, you know, during the wedding, I mean, the relationship between the planner and the vendors is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, building a great relationship with our planners um and just making sure that we deliver a great product um you know i think that's the most important thing and you know we, it's almost like we create a, a relationship with our clients you know where they could call us at any time and you know if they have any questions or concerns um you know a lot of times you know that's their first wedding that they've had so it's almost like they ask us for advice they'll say hey what do you think about this do you have a, a vendor recommendation for this? So it's really about just, you know, establishing trust and, um, and uh, you know, building relationships. Like yeah. A lot of times, you know, at their wedding, we'll get called to do like a family portrait or we'll get mm-hmm. called for another work. So it's like we're building like a friendship. And, um, you know, I, I follow the, I don't know if you follow the series with CNBC. It's called CNBC Make It. Mm-mm, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, so it's so just kind of like a, um, I don't know how to put it, like maybe um, a great thing for entrepreneurs. So they have like a specific um, specific content for like entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and, um, you know, different professionals, like um, so many of them, like they'll have like motivational speakers. Um, what's the guy, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Mm. Um, every Like all types of people. There's all types of demographics that come and they'll just, you know, give a tip on, on certain um, items like, you know, maybe buying a home, starting a business, um, things like that. And one woman yesterday, she's a career coach. Um, I'll find her name. I'll send you the video. Please do. And she said, um, this, you know, networking is a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is so like contrarian. Like <laughs> compared to like everything that we've heard, you know, from business school and just life is, you know, networking is everything. Exactly. But um, she said, you know, networking, when you go to networking events, it's like you meet people, it's a cold environment, you exchange business cards and like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's a terrible way of, <laughs> of so-called networking. And she said... <laughs> She said, yeah, she said, um, instead, like, focus on building friendships. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I related that to our business and, like, really, like, we're building friendships at the end of the day, um, you know, with our clients, where they could still call us up at their wedding and say, hey, can you do this, you know, family portrait of, you know, of me and my family? Or, you know, they might be starting a business and they might call us to do um, you know, some video or some photography. So um, it's very interesting. Like we've had, um, I mean, we've had some very interesting things. Like I remember I did a video for a couple towards maybe in December, 2017. And I remember I got booked like at four in the morning. (laughs) 
they paid their <laughs> deposit. So I'm like, you know, it was a small wedding as well, short wedding day. But I was like, man, is this really going to go through? And, you know, they loved the video and everything. And then I was, you know, delivering their final product. And they were like, yeah, come to the house. You know, we'll let you in. And, you know, we had a conversation. So people, like, really do view you as, like, friends, friends Mm -hmm. and family, you know, after, um, you know, after everything. So, you know, they trust you with their most important day. You know, it's almost like you're the vanguard of their memories from their wedding Mm -hmm. day. So, or the gatekeeper. So, people trust you. (laughs) I definitely think that's like a, like, that's like two things to really like think about where it's kind of just like kindness and also just being like a helpful person. Like, that's kind of what you need or kind of what you should even like just provide out to people or uh, bring out and show to people. Cause it's just like going back to the whole entire networking thing. It's just like, yeah, I've been to, events or even just like talking to a person where they're kind of just looking at me okay validate (laughs) yourself to me and then decide whether you're good enough and then if you're not then you can see literally like their eyes start to drain yeah or they look away and they're kind of just like hey you're not good enough and this is like yeah that's just not how it should be yeah absolutely so um yeah and i think you know kindness is everything like people used to kill me for it for being like too kind but Mm -hmm. like i look at it like i I look at how far you know we've come with the business and i'm like you know i've never like when i look at all the successful entrepreneurs that like a lot of them are kind people Mm. they're not these they might have like very like high standards but Mm -hmm. like as people they're not (laughs) They're not you know, they, yeah <laughs> so you know i think kindness wins at the end of the day like you know that that's what you know that's what matters so yeah it also sounds like you have two people who kind of come to you it's kind of just like sometimes you have the event planners and sometimes you have like the actual bride and groom themselves do yeah. you have like separate elevator pitches towards them or is it kind of just like almost like the same thing because they're kind of looking for the same thing. Yeah, um, it's really about the same thing. I mean, our planners, you know, uh, the planners too, like they are the gatekeepers to the wedding sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like um, once you get a recommendation from a planner, I mean, I think it's pretty much like a 90% booking rate. Like it's really, you know, because the planner is like the... What's the word for them? They are really like the the mastermind of the wedding day. Mm-hmm. You know, everything goes through the planner. Yeah. So um, when a planner approaches me, it's kind of, you know, um, it's kind of like a, they already know me. They already know the work. You know, I've already said great things about you. Like, just send over the quote and then we'll go from there. Uh, if it's a new planner, um they might, they're, you know, they're just kind of being the middle person, just, mm-hmm. you know, because they know their budget, they know the bride and groom's budget, and they just kind of facilitate, um, they facilitate, um, you know, a quote that, you know, best represents them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, between the, you know, it's really about the same. If it's a planner that we've been working with, you know, it's usually um, a great experience because, you know, we've already worked together before. Uh, it's mainly just sending over the quote, making sure it matches with the client's budget and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just moving forward. But 
the synergy between us and the planner, you know, during the wedding day is key and, you know, you could feel it, you know, where you're not, but you're not butting heads, you know, everything is just, especially if you work with them, they, they know your style. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's about the same, the, the client, the bride and groom, you know, versus the planner. Um, you know, it's really about the same. There's some planners who they take care of like all of the quotes for the bride and the groom. Mm -hmm. And then there's some, uh, some, you know, bride and grooms who just go to us directly. I'd say the majority of them do. Um, and just book us that way. But there are times where, um, a bride and groom might need a recommendation and they go through the planner Mm -hmm. and that planner has, you know, all their trust. So, um, like I said, you know, when a recommendation comes from a planner that we've worked with, I mean, pretty much every time they've booked. So it's a gotcha. very high booking rate. So that's kind of interesting. That Has there been a situation where uh, there's a bride and a groom where they have an event planner, but maybe uh, they don't have the budget for you, but they really, really want to work with you? Have they, like, told the uh, event planner, hey – I really want to work with, I really want to work with Alex and his team, uh, yeah. do whatever it takes for you to get them on, do whatever it takes uh, to get them on a, to get them on our wedding. Has that been a situation or how have you handled that situation? Yeah. So the main thing that we do in a situation like that is, you know, we'll just modify our quote. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different like items that we could take off gotcha. um, just to lower the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for example, um, you know, if if a couple wants, like a lot of times with the wedding, you could stage the wedding towards the end. Let me explain this. So like, um, <laughs> like there's, most weddings have like a send off. So they'll use like sparklers um, to send the bride and the groom off. Okay. So a lot of times we could just stage that ahead and mm. that will cut their hours significantly, mm. you know, especially if they have, if they've already taken care of everything uh, between that time frame. So okay. we could leave, we could pack our bags and they could party for the rest of the night, but they still get, you know, a great video at the end of the day. So gotcha. there's w- ways that we can modify the quote. Um, and then there's sometimes where, you know, we just can't accommodate that budget mm. uh, or their budget. And, you know, we try our best to find another vendor for them, um, but it's just kind of just part of business. Sometimes you know you can't say yes to everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know we just like to modify the quote every once in a while and see if we can kind of get to middle ground. So. No, you're very accommodating or adaptable. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, we still want to continue to build this relationship, even if it isn't with us. Where it's just like, hey, maybe you still are keep us in mind with even like a referral to somebody else's friend's wedding where it's just like, Hey, maybe we weren't able to uh, work with y'all, but at least we still gave a lasting impression. Absolutely. And that's key. You know, to me, that's key because um, it shows character. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times where, you know, I'll tell a bride and a groom like, Hey, we're not available on this date. Mm-hmm. I'll send a referral to, you know, one of my colleagues and it's worked out. Um, there was a wedding in Florida one day. And we already booked, and I sent her over to one of my colleagues or one of mm-hmm. our colleagues, and they booked. They like connected immediately, and that builds so much rapport with, you know, our colleague and then also the, the client, because 
at the end of the day, they still got, you know, a great product, you know, and, you know, that builds a great relationship with the colleague where, you know, they could trust us and, you know, we're kind of looking out for them, you know, even if we don't gain anything from it. So, yeah, yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah. And I think kind of just like to round out the conversation. I, yeah. What do you think about like the debate between specializing, being a specialist versus being a generalist? What do you think about that? Great question. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, when we had, you know, the commercial video business and the wedding business, mm-hmm. they, were, they were actually under the same brand mm-hmm. for a period. And it did not make any sense. When I look back at it, um, you know, for example, the um, our commercial video business was called The Architects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our tagline was building sustainable brands. Mm-hmm. And we had, we tried to put The Architects Weddings, and that was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I look back at it, and I'm like, why did we even try <laughs> to make this work? So what we did was we just said, well, how about we just create two separate brands and um, one day I was like, I was just thinking about a name for the wedding business and I thought about the video side, you know, and I said, love emotion. And that's what, mm. you know, that's the name that we stuck with. So, um, but yeah, specialization. Um, I think it's great to specialize, um, you know, for, you know, growing up, I always heard, you know, don't be a jack of all trades and a master mm-hmm. of none. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, looking back at it, I agree in a way, but I feel like it just depends on like how you approach it. Like for example, the, the, the brand, the two brands that we have, right. You could specialize. So we created this specialization for wedding photography and video, and that's a separate brand. And we have a commercial video production company under mm-hmm. a certain brand. So I think as long as you specialize and you, put them under different brands, I think they work. Mm. Um, Because when I look at it, it's like, well, look at someone like Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter and also the CEO of Square. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, imagine if he just said, well, I'm just going to do one particular thing. Yeah. You know, you know, if you look at like Square's numbers recently, I think they've been up like 50% in one year. They've been doing like amazing. So I think it just depends on, you know, specializing, but also creating a brand for mm-hmm. that specialization no. um, and, you know, creating the systems and everything in place to make it work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. And then so. I think maybe like my last question would be then, why do you think people are afraid to say no to specializing? Because it's almost just like you I always hear, like I've ha- had people tell me, oh, why are you just like focusing uh, on uh, web design and application design? Why don't you also like try to help out with graphics and stuff like that? And it's kind of just like, for me, I want to be known kind of more as like an expert in one specific thing before kind of like branching out if I wanted to do that possibly to other things. What do you think so many people are kind of just like, no, you should, I need to cast my net as wide as possible, I guess. I think it's just like, things change and I don't think people want to um you, so you're 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 saying like why people just want to have a wide mm-hmm. like a okay so 
I think it's just to, you know, give them as much possibility or options because they don't want to be like stuck in, you know, a certain field mm-hmm. and that field might not do as well. So if they say, well, I do a few other things, it widens their opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's like that fear of like, what happens if this doesn't work out here? You know, I'll still have some, some options in another field. Mm-hmm. Um and we see that a lot, but I think it, it's a good, um, I feel like there's a balance, you know, I think that's the key word. So, for example, if you, in a, you know, in the, in the tech field, it, it's a, you know, we see a lot of that specialization. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you could be a li- liaison to another department, you know, you're adding value mm-hmm. um, to what you do. So let's say, like you said, if you do web design, um maybe it might be a great idea to pick up on a little bit of graphic design as well mm-hmm. so you know as your community let's say you work in an organization um you know you could be a liaison from you know the graphic department compared to the wedding i mean not the wedding the web design <laughs> part you know so i think there's a balance um in you know versus being a generalist and then being a specialist i think it's good to just have knowledge in you know multiple areas um, areas but you know um, definitely good to like have your like expertise I think that's yeah. kind of how I like look at it yeah for me I want to first like have somebody where they go to me and they're just like okay I at least know that you do x and yeah. then now that I know that you do x very well then I can go to you and be like hey I noticed that you also have knowledge in uh, y, Z, A, B, C, and everything else, where it's kind of just like, okay, I at least trust you that I know that at least you can do this very well. I assume, I hope to assume that you can also do other things very well. And to me, it's just like, I can, I still have knowledge of front-end development. I still have knowledge of uh, a little bit of uh, software engineering and other pieces of that. But it's kind of just like, hey, I kind of title myself as this for people can come to me and then also even like position myself where it's like now I'm specifically saying I want to work with woman led and uh, people of color led businesses where it's kind of just like, hey, this is how I'm positioning where it's just like, I feel like there's like a lot of that audience where I can just be like, this kind of just funnels it towards me. And it also kind of helps out with, okay, maybe now I don't need to pitch myself to so many people. Like now there's like a more narrow uh, group of people where it's like it's easier for me to communicate with it too I guess. Uh-uh. Yeah I, I think you know specialization kind of narrows your focus mm. so you know I think it even helps you out um, you know compared to like for example um, you know imagine if I was you know we have the wedding business wedding brand and I started just to market towards everyone mm. um, for all types of service commercial video um any type of other, you know, video, yeah. it would be complicated. You know, people will be trying to figure out like, well, what do you do? Like, what are you, you know, what's your expertise in? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you just have to specialize in one area. You know, once you have your specialization down and you have your brand down, then, you know, you have that established. If you want to get into something else, you know, you can, you know, just kind of put it in another, maybe in another brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, and I think the tech field, um, 
you know, even when we we're doing CIS, you know, you do had different um, roadmaps. Mm-hmm. So I think you had development, you had um, security, um, you had, um, you know, you even had a business analyst route. Project management. Um, project management. So different things like that. Different things. So I, I think specialization is, is key, um, but there's a balance. You know, it's good to have knowledge in different areas. Um, and I feel like, especially when you're in an organization, um, you know, you could be a liaison to different departments. And um, I think that helps you as you're navigating group projects. Um, and I think another thing about the specialist versus the generalist, I think, especially as young people, you know, um, you know, I had a conversation with uh, a friend of mine, um, you know, childhood friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially in the healthcare industry where, you, you know, you're making very big decisions, you know, very early, you know, if you want to become a medical doctor, if you want to, um, they even have that problem with specialization in, in, um, in the healthcare field, yeah. because specialists make more money on average compared to general doctors. Mm-hmm. So what happens is there's a gap on generalists, um, like a lack of coverage or access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, for like just general um, healthcare services, so there's been like um, there's been grants and you know programs to make sure that you know um, people who are going into med school you know could do general or primary care. So mm-hmm. I know that's a tangent, but it's just something a contrast that I saw. Um, but yeah, I think you know for young people as well, it's kind of hard to stay committed to something. Um, so early on in their life, mm-hmm. even though it, you know, it's in your best interest to, yeah. to um, specialize in something. But I think it's just kind of like, well, what happens if I change my mind, you know, mm-hmm. or I want to do something else. Um, and you hear those stories all the time where people, you know, they get to like med school, they get to do their masters and in, in something, you know, in any field. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, after, you know, four years, three years of school, it's kind of like, you know, imagine if I had more options, you know, would I have gone into another field? Yeah. Uh, I had a friend who, she came to Georgia State, she transferred into Georgia State, um, and she was doing marketing at first. And um, come to find out, she really liked accounting. And mm-hmm. she became an amazing, like, accounting student. Like, she was, like, she, basically, she took the test, like, she was going through the program after, you know, we went through the program. Mm-hmm. So she was behind, maybe a year behind us, I think. Gotcha. So, like, she would, like, we would, you know, we all lived in the same neighborhood. So, like, we would go, we would commit to Georgia State together. And, like, she'll be telling me about, like, you know, the accounting exams you know accounting two accounting one and how she's like acing these tests mm-hmm. and i remember like us you know me and my friends we were just trying to like get through it like <laughs> like we, we were trying to do our best but like you know out like the max i got in that class was maybe a b maybe b plus yeah, and here good. she is here she is my friend getting like A pluses, A's <laughs> on a test. And she didn't even, like, that wasn't even her attention, you know? Yeah. She was doing, she was, her her major was originally marketing. Yeah. 
So, and now she's becoming a CPA, so she should be done this year. Um, So she's doing her master's in accounting. But it's always like, wow, like, maybe it's good to have your your options open because you never know what you'll find. So... That's definitely fair. Yeah. That definitely is fair. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like, as a whole, I guess kind of just to wrap this up, Yeah. around, like, brand positioning, it sounds like for you, it's kind of like finding that target market, finding that target audience, kind of just, like, building, I guess, like, that trust, that value, continue to show them value. And then, I guess... uh Showing them, showing the, to them how like you're kind of different and kind of like that kind of like reinforces everything. Where it's kind of just like, hey, this is like we we are like the trusted uh, wedding cinematography and photography business to go to, and that kind of helps you out with, hey, now we can just always have like a backlog of clients who potentially want to work with us and continue to work with us and things of that matter. True. Yeah, I I would say that like um, you know. Um, you know, brand position is very important. Um, and seeing the feedback, you know, they, um, I think even in, you know, as we were doing CIS, um, something called a feedback loop, mm-hmm. where you continuously, you know, get feedback from the end users. And, um, you know, as I was doing the Facebook ads, and, you know, just, you know, I would even A-B test, like, certain quotes and stuff. Um, like, for example, one thing that we like to offer is, um, you know, an engagement session um, in our in some of our packages. So just to interact with them ahead of time. For example, I just did one yesterday. And it's always good to, like, just meet with people ahead and, you know, establish that trust. So, um, you know, I made, you know, we made that decision last year that, you know, if we meet with our clients ahead of time and, you know, we do an amazing job on their engagement session and you know it makes them like look forward to the wedding mm-hmm. you know and uh, it just establishes like you know um, a great like a trust factor as well that if you could you know do a great job on the engagement session you know we're looking forward to the wedding day where you know everything's kind of on the line to do great so um <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, you know, we've tested multiple things out, but I really do like, um, you know, the feedback that we receive from the engagement session. And, you know, we also get like an idea of like what they look like, like what's their, um, you know, their best poses, what's their best angles. So come wedding day, we already know, you know, what to do. So, but yeah, um, like you were saying, yeah, Bramp, um, you know, establishing that trust, you know, with our clients has led to us building, you know, a trustworthy brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even the referrals that we get, a lot of our um, new leads are from, or new clients are from referrals. So, um, and the referrals is such a, a big factor as well, because if a couple goes, let's say a couple if your friend goes through a certain, you know, studio or company, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, uh, wow, they did a great job for you. They must do a great job for me. Exactly. So, 
yeah, I think it, it really does come down to trust and, you know, just treating, um, you know, clients like friends sometimes. Like, like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, look to create relationships, you know, um, lifelong relationships. 